0: Just go to Indeed.com/slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We've got week 10 for you here in the NFL. Uh, all the all the DFS talk on the Friday morning Rotowire Fancy Football Podcast, all coming up next. Happy Football Friday morning everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensted. joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. We are sponsored by No House Advantage. We appreciate their sponsorship during during the season. Uh Ryan, it's been a little crazy here. I had no funny quips for the for the intro, so I just kind of went uh, went boring, so I apologize for that. But uh, how are you on this week 10 uh Packers fandom aside?
2: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, Packers fandom aside, I mean, I sort of forgot about the Packers a while ago. So, Season's sorry, over. Sorry, it's just, sorry, sorry to open that wound. Yeah, no, it's just, it's better that way, you know. Um, DFS, though, yeah, it went okay last week. You know, I've had fields in just about everything, uh, and obviously he had that historic game. But it was yeah. frustrating again, because obviously I know you didn't have Joe Mixon either. I didn't have Joe Mixon. I mean... Breaking the slate would be an understatement for for what Mixon did. So, you know, it's frustrating when you get a lot of stuff right, um, but you just miss on one or two things. Um, But still, yeah, going well. How about you?
1: Yeah, good. I, I felt like uh, the slate was uh, pretty good last week for what we talked about, aside from Joe Mixon. I just, uh, mm-hmm. there were so, and it's funny, we'll talk about this week. This week is a very different slate, but there were so many running backs in that range that, you know, I, I like Mixon. We talked about it. I like Mixon's spot, but I just didn't like how he, how he was playing. didn't like the Bengals that week before, and there were just so many options. If it was like this week, like Joe Mixon at 6,500 would stick out like a sore thumb, but there were so many guys to play last week that I, I missed on Mixon, too, and he has 48 points in the first half. That's a tough one. It's a <laughs> tough one to overcome, so... But let's, uh, let's jump into this slate. It's interesting. We only have 10 games on the slate. We have some teams on bye. We have, obviously, the primetime games. We have a London game again this week, uh, you know the, the Seahawks and Bucks there. Um, so we got uh, 10 games on the slate, seven early, three late. Uh, the four teams on bye are Cincinnati. Joe Mixon has a, a much-needed uh, week off. Uh, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Ravens. Primetime, we had the, the thrilling uh, Falcons-Panthers uh, game last night, which was uh, obviously not thrilling. Uh, we got uh, Seahawks-Buccaneers in Germany. Uh, Niners Chargers on Sunday night, uh, so I can't play any Niners this week, and uh, Washington and Philly on Monday night. But the first thing that stuck out to me this game, I know we jump into totals right away, but uh, it's crazy. We've talked for like three weeks in a row how there are, you know, five, six, seven running backs in the 6,000 range that we can play. Like there's so many guys just play back and forth. They're all really good. You know, just pick which ones you want the mid-range running back is gone. They're either on buys or they've been priced up or they're in bad matchups. It's just, there is no, there's no 6,000. We'll talk about some, but like that glut of like, oh, value plays, it's gone. You've got to build differently this week.
2: Yeah, you hit it on the head. That's the first thing that stuck out to me as well. We've had just, we've been spoiled with running backs to choose from every week, just running backs in great spots. Um, Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, there's really not not much under 7K. Um, one guy who we'll, we'll talk about later, um, it's not even like the greatest spot, but one guy sticks out from the rest, and he, he's going to be popular in cash games, at least as news stands. Um, but, yeah, it's a weird slate in that way. And then also we have sort of the receiver. It's the the most um, – I don't know, the, every – Every elite receiver is on
1: this yeah. slate. We have six, like six guys. I was gonna say six or seven guys over eight thousand.
2: Yeah, six or seven guys over eight eight thousand, and I wouldn't say that one really stands out. So that's gonna be interesting because guys who would normally be popular, like they all, they can't all be popular, right? Um, so picking that spot's gonna be pretty tough. Um, as far as the games go, yeah, I'll let you break that down. Sort of three, three stand
1: out yeah. from the rest. I would say. And it's not only the three stand out from the rest, but the other seven are all low total. It's not like, usually we got like three that stand out, two in the middle. You and I talked a lot about Miami and Chicago last week. It actually turned out to be really good plays on both sides. Again, would have been, been great if Joe Mixon hadn't gone crazy, but... <laughs> And then we've got seven games that are not only low, they're under 44 totals. We have a 36 and a half point total this week. It's uh it's pretty well. There are a lot of teams not scoring points, a lot of teams playing bad offense, some good defenses that impact that too. But yeah, we have three games with totals over 48. I think these are uh, pretty clearly gonna be the three most popular games for, for stacks and for people, you know, even one-offs. We've got the uh, the Jaguars at the Chiefs at 50 and a half we have the browns and the dolphins uh, our dolphins are back at 48 and a half we have lions and bears at 48 and a half it feels like the dolphins or the lions are involved in all these uh, high scoring games lately you know a little bit of a uh, you know really good offense uh, and really <laughs> really bad defense in the lions case but we got three games up there uh what uh what are you finding yourself do you find yourself gravitating towards one of those are you kind of like you know, a mix and match between the three what uh, what's your favorite of the uh, of the higher total games this week
2: Yeah, you know, I want to like just one of those games, but I do kind of like all three right now, you know, so I'd like to fade, fade that Chiefs game if possible, just because the The chiefs are expensive and they're difficult to stack but i actually think that game has a pretty good chance of shooting out if the jaguars can just do a little bit uh mahomes has been unbelievable i mean he threw the ball 68 times last week i mean unbelievable for dfs at least yeah crazy i believe the fourth most passing attempts in history or something throwing for over 400 yards again um kelsey you know stands out on this slate so I don't know if I can invade the Chiefs. I might I might want to stack that game. Um I think I like the Dolphins spot a little bit more. Um both I mean we'll get into that. I, I guess I can talk about it now. The Browns I, I, so- I love
1: I love that game.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll let you talk about it more than I have a few things to say about that game, but I. I, I think I, I was saving the third game for last. Uh funny to say, but I think the Bears Lions might be my favorite spot. All right, nice. Um, I like it. Okay. Justin Fields, and not necessarily for a full game stack, but I'm going to be back on Fields this week. I mean, he got a big price hike. And again, I think now he gets a home matchup against the Lions, which is one of the
1: best matchups in football. Yep. Oh, I think we lost Ryan for a second. I'm sure he'll be back in one second. Uh, it's interesting that we, th- he talks about uh, talks about Justin Fields as the uh, against Detroit, in the worst matchup. Oh, Ryan's back. There we go. That was quick. not again.
2: Yeah, not not again.
1: No worries. That was super fast. I was going to ask you since you brought up Fields, the question I wanted to ask you at the start here at 6,500 against the Lions is Fields. Is this the most popular quarterback on the slate by far? And I'm going to answer my own question because Ryan is uh, having a little bit of tech issues. Um, it's interesting with all the attention Fields has had this week. I think it's going to be po- – quarterback is always a spot where, you know, there's it's so spread out. There's so many options. And it's never super popular, but I think that Fields – at 6,500, I mean, 178 rushing yards last week. Uh, the, the most ever in a regular season game. I don't want to leave out my boy Colin Kaepernick with the most ever uh, for the 49ers against the Packers in a playoff game. Yeah, I think he had 181 fields at 178, so really close. But you look at the Bears' offense. It's just different. The Bears' offense is different than it was. They have 33, 29, and 32 points the last three weeks. Ryan is back with us. Um Right, uh, with Fields, I was saying I think so, but I know that quarterbacks are—you know—they're always pretty spread out. There's so there's so many choices to make. Do you think Fields is that this week against Detroit is the most popular quarterback we've seen so far this season?
2: Um, because wow, I think so. Like, so the the most popular, as in
1: like all season, I think the I think it's to be the the highest percentage quarterback. I mean, usually okay. the quarterback is so okay. spread out, not so not player, mm-hmm. but the highest. I mean, just think six thousand five hundred is still. A priced up but still not it's still not super expensive josh allen's probably not going to play really you've got two at 6700 is they're going to you know take some roster ship away but i think that i think Fields is gonna be really popular yeah so much hype this week 180 rushing yards all the stuff with mike mcdaniel's been all over the news um he had three touchdown passes i just think against detroit it's hard not to get away from the fact that he's gonna be really popular this week
2: yeah okay I, i guess you're right um You know, he was really popular in cash games last week, uh, like 50% in a a lot of the stuff I played. Um, So you're right. Yeah, he'll probably be that again, if not more. Great matchup against the Lions. I just thought, you know, if you would have said that Tua at home against the Browns is going to be priced the same as Fields, like just a few weeks ago, like people would have thought you were crazy, you know? And like now you have people jumping to play Fields, but I don't know, I guess. People keep getting sharper. The lobbies are sharper as a whole. It's just, it's a great spot for fields. You know, people, m- you know, I was thinking people might look at the Lions and see that game last week against the Packers and think that maybe they shut him down. But I mean, Rogers, he's still through for the most yards he's thrown for all season. He just threw three picks in the end zone. I mean, so yeah. we saw fields with his legs last week. This should be a spot where fields can do it with his arm as well. So yeah, you're probably right. I guess maybe it was just wishful thinking on my part.
1: Yeah, I actually prefer two of this week. I think I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Dolphins, uh, Dolphins stack there. We will talk about stacks in a second. But yeah, those three games stick out pretty significantly. Then we've got seven games that are over that are under forty-four point totals. So we got the uh, the Vikings Bills, forty three and a half. Obviously that would be higher if we thought Josh Allen was gonna play, but it's looking like he's not going to he hasn't practiced uh, yet this week. Uh, Colts Raiders 42 and a half, Broncos Titans last I looked 36 and a half. That is absolutely disgusting. Uh, Texans <laughs> Giants 40 and a half, Saints Steelers 40. Cowboys Packers, which we thought like you know 2 months ago I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we got Cowboys Packers this is the Sunday America's game or whatever Fox calls it." 43. That's uh, it's pretty wild. I would have thought that would be a 53 about uh, you know 2 months ago. And then we got Cardinals Rams, same boat. Like we would have thought Two months ago, oh my gosh, Cardinals-Rams on Sunday afternoon against Packers. Cowboys, these are great matchups. That one's 41 and a half as the Rams have struggled. Matthew Stafford is questionable. Uh, the Rams still play pretty good defense, but their offense has been pretty, pretty bad lately. Uh, we had that really low-scoring game with Tampa Bay last week, so I think everybody remembers that one. Are there any of these games? We talked last week. We liked Chicago and uh, the Dolphins of games that weren't super high totals. Are there any of these games that you find yourself thinking like, I think this total is a little bit low and I'm going to try and find some players in this game? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt, too. It's it's pretty bad.
2: Yeah, I'm not so sure. Um, I guess the one the one game that I want to mention or that's important to mention is is the Raiders Colts game because the Raiders are going to have some pretty chalky players in that game. Um, uh hunter renfro and darren waller both hit the ir so we're gonna have mac Hollins for 4200 and foster moreau for 3200 that are going to be very popular in cash games as things stand and that will carry over to tournaments as well and then people will see what devante adams did last week um they'll also you know factor in that renfro and waller are out so it looks like a pretty good spot for adams so um that yeah that that Raiders spot is important I don't know though that I really want to stack that spot um I would maybe rather avoid it if it's going to be really popular I don't know what do, what do you think about that game
1: I can uh, I can give you a full uh a full explanation of how it feels to stack Adams and Carr if you'd like to because it did not work out very well for <laughs> me uh you can you can imagine how I felt on the uh on the first wide open uh Adams t- I think it was the second touchdown we was wide ass open Uh, play Uh after play. Derek Carr actually hit the ball really. It was a pretty, it was a good play, but like he went nuts and then they did nothing in the second half. They were up 17, nothing that game and then just died. It's just, they're a, the Raiders are a weird team right now. Three 17 point leads in in first halves and they they lost games. It's just, it's almost impossible. I think I saw a stat that in the last 40 years, the Raiders have done it like eight times or something like that. And they did it three times in the first half of this season. So it's just, uh, it's a wild stat it's a wild it's just it's almost impossible to do in the NFL to have leads that big I mean usually that means you're doing something so right that like you're not just gonna give up that lead they do it three times um, I don't know their, their offense was rolling and then all of a sudden it died so I, I'm a little wary of the Raiders offense right now it all makes a lot of sense I think I'm more likely to play the Moreau and Hollands uh, kind of one-offs in, in some of my tournaments than I am to to stack them right now
2: yeah I think I'm with you on that. What about you, yeah. Mo, Any of these other games? Like, did was there one game for you that you think,
1: oh, this is gonna go over? It's it's tough. I think I think it might actually be Vikings Bills for me, but like then you lucky like the Bills defense is really good. Maybe they'll slow it down. Uh I just like I like getting all those skill players in a game where the, the total is only 43 and a half, but obviously, you know, Case Keenum, who knows what we're getting there. You want to go Cardinals-Rams, but, man, that Rams offense is just anemic right now. Their offensive line is bad. If we get uh, John Wolford, you know, you don't want to touch that. Um, If I had to pick one of these games to go over, um, I think I'd probably go – that's a really good question. Um, (laughs) I think I'd probably go Texans-Giants with the thought that uh, maybe if the Texans can get to, like, you know, just to get to like seventeen points, that game goes over because they're they're just so bad. I think the Giants will get some some offense. rolling. Saquon Barkley, I think is gonna be popular this week. Um, so probably go Texans Giants over. But I wouldn't love like all those games have have pretty good reasons why they're low totals right now. Yep,
2: and I think you know the fact that me and you are really struggling to find other games here. It's gonna lead to those three we mentioned being yeah. being very popular. But I you know, so sometimes you can't get away from it if it's just. Yeah. If it's almost a sure thing that, you know, one or two of those games are going to be the best game to target, then you just got to target it.
1: Picking, uh, picking the right one-offs from those, uh, those uh, bottom seven games can be really important this week because there are going to be players that do well in those games, so picking the right ones. You don't necessarily need to, you know, get the stacks to do well. You need to get some of those one-offs too. So let's jump into the players. Uh, but first a note from our sponsors at NFL All Day. NFL All Day is the officially licensed digital collectible of the NFL. It's a whole new way to express your fandom by owning the greatest moments for your favorite players and teams. Each moment on NFL All Day features a limited edition video highlight of the greatest plays from the NFL's past or present. From OBJ's iconic one-handed catch to Patrick Mahomes' five touchdowns on five straight possessions to Brian Urlacher's 85-yard pick six against the Packers, there's truly a moment on NFL All Day for every fan. It doesn't stop being able to be own a collectible of collection of your own favorite moments because NFL All Day rewards collectors for their fandom. You see, NFL All Day collectors have earned a once-in-a-lifetime experiences like literally going on stage in the NFL draft, to announce draft picks, and meeting some of the biggest names from the 2022 NFL Draft or the NFL PA Rookie Premiere. What's the best way to get started? Head to NFLAllDay.com to sign up and redeem a free, limited edition NFL collectible featuring Patrick Mahomes. Don't miss out on NFL All Day's next-generation fan platform and start unlocking rewards and experiences today. So, Ryan, we always start out by talking, you know, who's going to be uh, popular in cash games, who's going to be the, the chalky plays. I think we've already hit that at quarterback. I think it's Fields and Tua. Um, so let's jump into running back because I have no idea who's going to be popular running back this week. I, I, when I first looked, I kind of thought, you know, maybe Alvin Kamara and uh, and Travis Etienne at 7,400, 7, Um, Is there a running back? I guess maybe Damian Pierce at 6,300 because there's nobody else in that range, but is there a running back that sticks out? It's like, oh, everybody's going to have this guy this week.
2: Yeah. I mean, you just hit all three of them really. There we go. Um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And. It'll probably be Kamara and Pierce as the top two at yeah. least as news stands now. Um, Pierce because you know as we've talked about he's the only one in in the 6K range right. this week, at least the only one that projects decently well. Um, Pierce has seen a huge amount of touches, I believe at least at least 24 in three of the last four games and that's just a lot of volume for 6300. so he makes sense in cash games. He'll be popular. And then, yeah, you mentioned Kamara and Etienne. Um, I think Kamara a little bit more so just because um, I think people will, are worried about uh, Etienne away to Kansas City. Not that they necessarily should be, but I think Kamara just feels a bit safer.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's about right. I think a running back will be very spread out this week. There's there's a lot of studs. I think it's probably Pierce I mean, to be popular just because, like we said, he's the one guy in there that you're like, oh, as you're scrolling, you're like, Oh, he's he's really good. People are talking about this week. He runs really angry. Everybody likes him. And sixty three hundred is he's been he's been really good. He's earned he's earned that love from people. But uh, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's probably the most popular there. But I think it's pretty spread out at receiver. Uh, there is one receiver that sticks out to me this week as as we mean the most popular. I don't know if you'll agree or not, but I think that uh, Amari Cooper just feels underpriced to me at sixty five hundred. We've talked about uh, I think Matt Collins at forty two hundred be pretty popular with uh, with with Waller and Renfro out, but. Man, as I was scrolling this, we talked, you talked about earlier, it's a good point. All the stud receivers are six guys over 8,000. Amari Cooper, not only in the 7,000, but 6,500 in a game that is one of the three games we talked about that has the highest totals. I think it's 6,500. I love the play this week, so I'm going to eat some chalk here, but I think, I think he's going to be really popular.
2: Yeah, I really like Amari. Um, I think he's going to be popular, but not the most popular in this. All range. right,
1: good. I like to hear that. Who, who's going to be the most popular in this range?
2: that is going to be amon-ra st brown 6900 um i don't know you know we no, we really like amon-ra uh, yeah. we talk about him every week nine targets last week 10 targets the week before you know he he had kind of a down game last week um but The script went perfectly, basically, for the Lions. Um, I mean, not for the passing game. Perfectly to the point where they didn't have to pass. Goff only threw the ball 26 times. They were basically winning the whole game. They didn't have much of the ball, and it was mostly just Rodgers and the Packers chasing. Um, But, you know, the spot against Chicago is good for the Lions. And people are looking at that game. They're looking at fields. Um, So, yeah, Amon Ra under 7K, I think he'll... Be the most popular in that range, Uh, but you're right. Nothing really stands out too much aside from Mac Hollins chalking cash games.
1: Yeah, I, I think you I think you will get we'll get some Mac Hollins chalk for sure. I think that there's some other guys down that'll be you know that it'll get roster ship. But uh, I I Cooper said that to me. I always like Amon Ron. I do like that spot too. And you're right. You you know, with everybody liking fields and playing fields so much, he's gonna be the obvious run back in that game. With you know, DeAndre Swift has kind of you know played 10 snaps last week, but gets enough that you're like, oh, he's gonna take away some from Jamal Williams. And Jamal Williams is kind of boring, but you know we'll get some ship there too. But uh, I think I think you're probably right. I think Amon Ra makes sense from a game stack perspective that maybe a lot of people will land on that. Too, since I think since I think so many people are going to play Fields.
2: Yeah, and sorry. And w- one more thing about Amon Ra that that will keep his ownership sort of boosted up there is uh, no more Hawkinson on that team. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds maybe out again. Uh, Chark on the IR. Uh, you mentioned Swift not getting much playing time or other workload that, that we would assume. So it's pretty much only Amon Ra there and people really like that.
1: So let's jump into uh, quarterbacks. I think that uh, it's, it's the place to go next. Uh, what are you doing game stack wise? You know it feels like, You know, stacking someone from those three games is is the way to go. But what's what's your favorite stack? What are you kind of finding yourself uh, following? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Fields with a with a receiver? Is gonna be Fields by himself? Gonna be somebody else? Uh, Where are you going with your with your favorite stack of the week?
2: Yeah, this is gonna be pretty boring. (laughs) But right now, the the three I'm looking at are Mahomes, Tua, and Fields. So. I don't know. Obviously, you know, those are the three obvious ones. Um I'm going to let you touch on Tua and the Cleveland game. Okay. Uh, but I like that spot. Um I'm going to I'll talk about fields because I'm going to uh, I'm def- I'm going to stack fields again. And I made a mistake last week. And I believe I even said it on the podcast that I was only going to single stack fields. I didn't like the idea of pairing him with two pass catchers. And that was clearly a mistake. Um, if you, you know, you could have paired fields with commit and Mooney and been just fine. And, you know, Mooney got his touchdown early and had plenty of chances to get another one. So like, you know, I would have, I had lineups with just commit and lineups with just Mooney. And it totally made sense to play both of them because also pretty much all the cheap tight ends busted. So it really you don't even really need Cole Komet to go off all the time, which, you know, I'm always thinking to myself, well, can they both really go off fields doesn't really throw for that many yards, you know, it doesn't matter as much when they're priced that cheaply either. So I may double stack fields this week and run it back with Amon Ra. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Tell me what you think about the Cleveland Miami game.
1: Yeah. Just a touch on fields. It's so hard. because, like you say, you say you made a mistake, but then you look up and he threw for 123 yards. So like, I know that Mm -hmm. Komet scored (laughs) twice and Mooney scored. So I I don't know. I don't know if I would call it that big a mistake. I I think it's hard to double stack a guy who's going to throw for 150 yards. Maybe they'll throw for more this week against the lions, but um, it's just tough. I mean, they they have to score, but if you're going to do it in a tournament, like you're, you're trying to, you're trying to get those guys to score anyway. You're trying to go big anyway. So I, I, I get what you're saying, but, Man, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to commit two receivers when a guy's throwing for 150 yards, but uh, obviously, obviously it worked last week. Um, yeah, for me, it's Tua. I I, lo- I just love. I mean, this this the, the Dolphins offense is rolling right now. Mike McDaniel's just just dealing right now. Um, he was uh, Tua's twenty one of thirty for three hundred two and three touchdowns against the Bears last week. Uh, he leads the NFL nine point two YPA yards per attempt. I mean, just crazy. You've got the, the best thing I like about. I mean, it's, it's, everybody knows this, but the best thing about stacking Tua is you just know where the ball's going. It's going to Tyreek. It's going to Waddle. You know, you can play. You can try to play both. It gets really expensive fast. But at least you know with either one. Like it's not like in the old days where we had you know evans and godwin one of them would go off and the other one wouldn't you know tyreek and waddle can both go off so you can you can pick either one you know uh, tyreek uh, gets a ton of targets a ton of yards he's on pace to break the all-time receiving record but waddle still i mean i guess mean, four straight games of 80 plus yards or whatever it is uh, he has six touchdowns on the year um the bronc the browns are 25th in ypa allowed at 7.4 this matches up well and I've mentioned before, like I love running it back with with Cooper. You can run it back with Nick Chubb. It gets really expensive really fast. You probably have to go waddle if you do that. But um, there's just there's just ways to play here. I think this game is going to shoot out. I just I love the fact that two is throwing so much, throwing so well. He's got Jeff Wilson. He's got Raheem Mostert. If he needs to dump it off. Like there's options there. Gusecki can catch a pass. But I just think that uh, I think their defense is kind of bad too. So it helps it helps get to shootouts. You know, you love a you love a quarterback who's throwing a lot with a defense who's not shutting people down. It just leads to games that are you know, 30 to 27 or 34, 31. And the, the Dolphins are playing a lot of those games right now.
2: Yep. Uh, I mean, I love this spot too. I'm probably going to choose it over the Kansas City, Jack
1: Jacksonville game. So uh, just, talk talk uh, to uh, me about Talk to me about Casey. Yeah, though. Like uh, Mahomes sorry. is 7,900. 7, what are you doing there with, with him?
2: I will. Um, just uh, I'll add a couple things of why I can't get off that Cleveland, Miami game. <laughs> oh, either. please do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Cleveland's actually been pretty explosive this year. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is, is making big plays. I think they're sixth in the league in big plays, which is either like 20 plus or 30 yard plus yard plays. He has Jacoby Brissett has thrown a 30 plus yard pass in seven straight weeks, multiple in a lot of those games. Uh, He had a 50 plus yard pass last week and the week before um amari is making big plays so is people's jones and the dolphins defense gives up big plays so do the browns defense also the dolphins defense is one of the best in the league against the run so you think maybe they could shut down nick chubb and then you know it's just going to be a passing game yeah. um so yeah that, that spot looks really good to me too um i, on I, to I the, already i
1: already i already loved yeah. it you just added to it so thanks for, i appreciate that <laughs>
2: Onto the KC game, um, I just the reason why I like this game, and you know why I'm having trouble getting away from it. I think it has a really good chance to shoot out. I mentioned at the start, um, but but not if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play better. Yep. Um, but the Chiefs have have given up the most passing touchdowns in the league. I mean, if Mahomes is going to throw that much. Jacksonville is just not going to have a choice. I mean, they're going to have to try to play fat. They they have been playing a little bit faster. They're going to have to throw the ball. So, I mean, if they just, all their pass catchers are cheap too. So if he just throws a few touchdowns, Mahomes is going to be out there slinging it all game. Um, And another reason to like it is Kelsey stands out as really the only, the only elite tight end. I mean, he's, he's having a great season. 17 more targets last week. I mean, averaging 22 plus DraftKings points through eight games. That Those are crazy numbers for Kelsey. Um, normally it's hard to, you know, we stay away from KC, or at least I do, because it's hard to stack them. You know, you think it became even harder now that they got Kadarius, Tony, Hardman, Valdez, Scantling. I kind of think you can just forget about those guys. I mean, maybe if M- Nicole Hardman's out, you can look at some of them, but Juju seems you know, nailed on as Mahomes second favorite receiver. I mean, 10 catches last week on 12 targets. He's had his best three games of the season in the last three weeks. So I actually think the KC stack is relatively simple. I would just play Mahomes with uh, Juju, Kelsey, maybe both of them. I think you can fit both of them with some of the value we have. You could even run it back with Zay Jones is cheap. And, you know, he gives you leverage off of guys that will be chalky in that range like Mac Collins and some other guys that we'll talk about later I think it's a good spot for Christian Kirk too and he's even a little bit too cheap still under 6k so I I really th- that game is appealing as well you know and I'm not going to do it but the last thing I'll say is if you have an inkling to play a guy like Trevor Lawrence I think that's doable this week there's a lot to spend for this week so You you know, I'm not going to play these cheap quarterbacks, but you could take a chance on someone like Lawrence. He only needs to get you about 25 and you can win tournaments with that.
1: So that was going to be my next question for you is we've talked a lot about uh, Casey in Miami at 5,400. We have Lawrence and we have Jacoby Brissett. Um, mm-hmm. I actually kind of like the Jacoby Brissett stack. I think that you I go, love that <laughs> you go Brissett and Cooper and you come back with Tyreek and you can afford it. And people that can't afford Tyreek and drop a wall, you know, Tyreek goes off you, maybe you get an edge there. It's just, it's hard to get, it's hard to get everybody in, and you know Miami is really poor at pressuring the quarterback. They're allowing seven point four yards P- ypa. Y- we talked about in this game, get back and forth. You talked about Brissett making big plays. I mean, he was two seventy eight. He was seventeen to 20 or two seventy eight against Cincinnati, and I only had one touchdown pass. But like you know, you morph that into two or three, and you keep that efficiency, and you keep the fact they're going to have to they're going to have to score. Um, I think if you want to go cheap, I think it's a it's a week you can play Jacoby Brissett. It's going to be you know obviously it's it's tough with Fields and two are only a thousand ahead of him, but in a tournament. Um, I think you can, you can get really interesting and it allows you to play maybe one more of those expensive running backs. And maybe that's where you get your edge.
2: Yep. Uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's, it's tough to click that name, you know, it's tough it to click Jacoby Brissett, yep. uh, you know, it, but I think it makes a lot of sense this week. Yeah, I agree.
1: So my last question for you on quarterbacks, before we move on to running backs and receivers, um, if Josh Allen does not play, um, the Bills have Stefan Diggs. They have uh, Gabriel Davis. They've got uh, Isaiah McKenzie, a lot of weapons. Do you even remotely consider Case Keenum at
2: $5,000? I can't, Scott. I can't. I mean, can, can you? May, maybe you can try to sell me.
1: Uh, if he was like $4,000 like Ellinger was a couple weeks ago, maybe. But uh, I'd probably try and sell you on it, except for the fact that Brissett and Lawrence are just right above there in games we think they're going to shoot out. I don't think I can go Keenum over those guys, which sounds crazy. I'm talking about Brissett and Trevor Lawrence here, but um, yeah, first start of the year. Uh, I just, but I mean, he's got great weapons. He's got a great, you uh, got, you got a great offense to kind of slide into. He's a veteran guy that can get it done, but um, I just don't think I can get away from the two guys that are right above him, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can either. And I guess, you know, he's got those weapons, you know, Diggs and uh, Davis, are still priced as though they have Josh Allen as their QB, though, yeah. and the, and they're priced, uh, you know, a bit high for a game with a total like this. It's just tough to see Keenum going out there and slinging it around the way yeah. that Allen does. You know, playing fast with the pass rate way up there. I mean, you figure he would just try to be more of a game manager, or at least that would be the game plan. I, I don't know, yeah, I just I don't think I can get there.
1: Yeah, I don't think I can either. It's just an interesting, interesting thought. We see him so cheap with those weapons, but you're right. If you play it, you got to play it with Diggs, and suddenly you're paying, you know, eighty three hundred for Stephon Diggs with a quarterback you don't really want to play him with. So, uh, let's jump into uh, running backs and receivers. But first, note from our sponsors at No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousand dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20X your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or the individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with promo code Wire. that's N-H-A-W-I-R-E, at nohouseadvantage.com. Or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to twenty five dollars. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. So Ryan, as we look at the No House Advantage app, we do a quick little, a quick little thing here to help people out there. Um, it's an over under, uh, over under contest. I sent you some, uh, sent you some props from the No House Advantage app. Uh, what are a couple of player props this week that you would like, real quick, before we jump back into the DFS slate?
2: Yeah, I uh, like a couple of them. And I, I believe we went 100% last week. So let's, oh,
1: let's nice. I like try to, hear to
2: do that again. Yeah, um, I'm going to pick two guys from the same game. Um, the first one's Justin Fields. I see his number. I believe it was 181 passing yards. Yeah. Um, well, the, the Lions have never held a quarterback to to that number all season. Um, They've sort of been a great team to pass against. Uh, They just gave up a season high in yards to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know Fields hasn't been great through the air, but I think this is a spot uh, where... Yeah, I think this is a spot where he can showcase it actually. So I think that 181 number is a bit low. So I'll take the over on fields there and then in the same game run it back with amon Ra St. Brown. I think his number was 71. Um, I think it might be a little bit down because of the two recent games, but yep. we spoke a little bit about Amon Ra and they don't have Hawkinson there now. And they're probably gonna need to pass a little bit more this game, this game. They have other wide receivers banged up. I just think. Everything will go to amon Ra, and I think he can beat that seventy-one number pretty easily. So two guys in that game, yeah, over on Fields and over on Ammon Ra. What about you?
1: Uh, I like those right there. I had those. I had those flagged also. Uh, my favorite one it's not going to be any surprise to you or anybody that's listened to the first uh, half hour. Of this is I love Amari Cooper over sixty-two and a half receiving yards. I think that number is way too low i think he. i think he will hit a big play i think he will hit a, a lot of uh, a lot of kind of in between medium plays too i love him to go uh, way over that number i think that number is just too low that would be my obvious play there and then uh i'm gonna go with uh, chris Olave over 68 and a half receiving yards uh this guy is uh you know we've got a situation where all the you know michael thomas is not playing he just he's the guy if you look at uh the 20 with 30 targets last three weeks and he makes big plays so you know give me anyone that uh you know he's getting a lot of targets combined with the fact that he hit some explosive ones. I, I love that one. I'm betting over. I know that uh, he was at 71 yards last week. That would have been slightly over 106 a couple weeks ago. I only had 52 against the Raiders, but uh, I like uh, I like the spot here. I think that uh, he's been very consistent. He's obviously a target monster. And uh, give me give me that at over 68 and a half receiving yards. I'm taking that one. Taking that one to the No House Advantage Bank. So uh, we appreciate the No House Advantage sponsorship all year long. It's a really fun game to play. So definitely check that out. Uh, go to the website or download the app. Uh Ryan, expensive uh, running backs. We we mentioned before the mid-range is a little bit gone. Uh, a lot of these guys have been. Priced up, you know, Josh Jacobs and Travis Etienne are now in the 7,000s. Uh, they're 7,600, 7,100, Camara, 7,400. And we have four guys over 8,000 to mention. I don't have Jonathan Taylor in here. I'm not uh, I'm not playing. I, I just I want to see if he's uh, what the injury looks like before I, you know, commit a bunch of money to him. But uh, Saquon Barkley, 8,600, Derek Henry, 8,300, Nick Chubb, 81, Dalvin Cook at 8,000. Uh, what are you doing in this range? Because there are, there are a, a plethora of options to pick from.
2: Yeah, this range is tough. Um, I, I really like Saquon and Derrick Henry. Um, I was hoping you might be able to, I don't know, sort of push me in one direction because I don't really want to play both guys. I mean, maybe I will, but I I usually like to just pick one of these expensive running backs. Yeah. Um, so Saquon... Obviously, it's just a really good spot at home against the Texans. We've yeah. talked about uh, this Texans run defense; uh, they they might be the worst in football, at least they have been uh, in recent weeks. Uh, so obviously, it's a great spot for Barkley. Uh, he catches passes too. Um, but Derrick Henry's been really good recently. Um, I'm not sure. I think Tannehill looks like he's going to be back. Um, so that might like mean it, hopefully because that was yeah.
1: that was death for their offense last week, and Henry still, oh, Henry still did well.
2: Yeah, you know, I was starting to I was starting to question whether Tannehill or Willis is better for Henry's DFS performance, you know, I just because with would, Willis you'd think it'd be Willis
1: just because it opens up lanes, but man, it's just it's it's hard to watch. But yeah, 17 for one fifteen yeah, last week,
2: like, Yeah, it's hard to watch, but he, he's just been so good, Henry. And yeah. I mean, I think with Tannehill back, he'll be catching passes. Um, So I don't know. I I like both those spots. Can't really decide which one I like more. Uh, The Broncos, sorry, the Broncos have given up huge games to running backs. I mean, we just saw what Etienne did to them. Um, That's clearly going to be the Titans game plan. I don't know. I just, I always feel, I always feel good about Henry in these spots and he just has such a big ceiling.
1: Yeah, I actually uh, those those two stick out to me definitely above the other ones. I like you know I you know that I am president of the Nick Chubb fan club, but I do like Barkley and Henry more this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook's eight thousand in the Buffalo run D has leaked a little bit the last couple of weeks, but man, I guess the, the selling point on Cook would be nobody's going to play him at eight thousand this week. Uh, you know, as an underdog against the against the Bills, but. Um, so the selling point there would be into the lowest you'll get him all year, maybe all year long. It's just not only anybody's going to go there this week at the price, but you know, Barkley just sets up so well. I think it's my favorite play this this week of the spot. You know, second running back touches getting 24 touches a game, coming off a bye is great for Saquon too. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a great game script, it's a great matchup. Um, we mentioned before of those lower games, this is the one I would pick to go over. So I think it, uh, it gets a few more points than everybody thinks. Houston is allowing 5.7 yards per carry. Like I had to look that up. Like it's almost impossible to, to allow that man, that much to a running back. They've allowed 13 touchdowns to running back. They just can't stop anybody in the run. And you know, I think we talked about a bunch last year. When you get a team that can't stop the run by this point of the season, it's a pretty clear fact that they just can't stop the run. It's not a fluke. It's not a big play at this point. They're allowing a lot of big plays. Um, I would never argue against Henry. You mentioned that the Broncos uh, run. He's been really rough lately, especially they've allowed like five over five yards per carry the last four games, but like Houston's doing that and more over the whole season. I think that, uh, I think I leaned Barkley a little bit. I think it's, uh, I think the ceiling's a little bit high with Barkley this week. The floor is probably better with Henry. You know, he just, they just hand the ball. I think he's, I think he has all their touchdowns over the last three weeks. Too. I don't think the, tent, the Titans have anyone else for a touchdown <laughs> besides Henry, which is almost <laughs> impossible too. but uh give me Barkley. It's really expensive a 600, but uh, I, I love him this week. I think that, uh, I think it's a, it's a gigantic ceiling game.
2: Yeah, I think you sold me on Barkley as well if I had to pick one. And I'll just say it was for two reasons. One, I, I definitely like him coming off a bye. Um, that's good to bring up. And, and you know, thinking back, the Texans against against Josh Jacobs, it was the worst run defense I've ever seen. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> that and then it was, it was the worst run now. defense I've ever seen. And then the week after that, they allowed over 300 uh, to the Titans um yeah. so yeah I, I gotta be on Barkley too yeah
1: and it's funny I mean we 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 loved Henry that week against Houston I mean there was a reason he mm-hmm. ran for 200 plus yards himself so I just right I, I mean I just think at this point like it's it's a personnel it's a it's everything put together Houston just can't stop the run so um in the 7,000s we mentioned just you just mentioned Josh Jacobs he's 7600 against Indy Indy is terrible but they Actually played pretty good run defense. They're like a 3.8, 3.9 yards per carry allowed. Um, he's been quiet the last couple of weeks, but he's still priced up kind of when he was running really well. We got Kamara at 7,400. Uh, ATN has just been red hot. Twenty eight, He had another 109 yards last week, uh, two touchdowns, over 100 rush yards each last week with five touchdowns in that stretch. Uh, do you have a favorite among these three guys? I think that uh, you know the thing with ATN, maybe he gets some passes this week if they're trailing, maybe they throw the ball to him. But uh, I think Kamara and ATN are going to be really popular this week too.
2: Yep. I, I think so too. Um, actually, I, Josh Jacobs is not going to be unpopular either. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he, he'll be relatively popular just because of, we mentioned those guys being out yeah. for the Raiders and, and home,
1: home, uh, home favorite. Everybody kind of gravitates towards yeah, that. We talked exactly. about that last week, last week of Mixon, It's kind of got this like hadn't been great, but home favorite can run the ball. And uh, the Raiders have been horrible, but they, you could see a game script where they could, they could roll in that game and, you know, win by double digits.
2: Yeah. So, I'm not going to play um a popularist Josh Jacobs for 7600. I I just can't do it. You know, yeah. I remember all the times where you hated to click Josh Jacobs' name <laughs> when he was 5500, you know, and now now he's priced near these other guys, near enough to Derrick Henry where I just like couldn't do it. Um I like Kamara the most to answer your question. Um I like ATN too, but if I had to pick one, it'd be Kamara. I think it's a good matchup against Pittsburgh. Um, I think he catches
1: passes. Yeah, I don't know. I'd uh, I'd probably lean ATN just because I think the dude is just friggin' awesome. I love watching him play, and I think they'll use him a little more in the passing game to stick from behind. But I wouldn't argue against Kamara either. It's a good. A That's good the sprint. thing, Scott. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, you hit it. I. If they were to use Etienne Etienne more in the passing game, man, you know I want to be all over him. So, yeah, yeah, you might be right about that. You think they would start to use him, and you think they might have to
1: use him a little more in the passing game. Um, Yeah, yeah, I really really like. I think it'll be more All your right. second point. I think they're going to have to use him this week. I think they're going to be they're going to be trailing. They're going to have to open it up, and I think it's just like as you get rolling and Chris Jones starts rushing Lawrence, I think it's an easy just dump off and try and hit a big play with with ATN. Uh, real quick in the in the mid range, we mentioned it's kind of gone this week. We mentioned Damian Pierce 6,300, is going to be pretty popular just because he's the only guy in here. Ninety three percent of their backfield touches last week. Twenty seven for one thirty nine didn't score, but obviously a big game. Uh, nice matchup uh, you know the Giants were run on big uh, for big yards per carry by ATN in week seven Kenyon Drake got them in week six so good spot here so I think we're we're on the same page that we like uh, like Pierce Uh what else do you do in this range is it, uh, is it Tony Pollard is it Jamal Williams is it Devin Singletary what the heck else do you in this range because it is it's pretty barren Um,
2: you know if, if Zeke Elliott plays yeah I just I don't
1: think i could do pollard um and he's not i don't want to play he's he's 6500 too he's not that cheap where it's like oh if he plays half the game and hits one you're great i mean it's 6500 it's not that cheap
2: right um so yeah i I just it's not some not something i'm gonna do um i don't think i'm gonna play any of these guys to answer your question um is that is that include
1: include include pierce or you mean with no
2: i'm gonna have some pierce i'm gonna have some pierce um It just makes too much sense. If he's, if he's really that much better than this whole range, I'm not saying that he is, but I kind of think he is, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to have some peers. I don't know. Is there anyone below him? I guess there's one guy I'll go. I'll just go all the way down and it's a stretch. Um, it's not, I really don't want to play this guy, but I can see an argument for playing a $5,100 Daryl Henderson. Um, that's pretty cheap. If he was, you know, we've seen him a guy that catches four or five balls at times. He's clearly the number one back there. Um, They just don't have an offensive line and don't have much of an offense, but I don't know. Again, I said, it's a stretch. You got to give me somebody in, in this 5k range or I don't know.
1: Yeah. Henderson had 12 carries last week to lead the Rams, but it was still 12 carries. And I don't know if Stafford's (laughs) going to play. Like I just, uh, I don't think I want to mess with that. I, my guy here would be would be Jamal Williams at fifty nine hundred. I think that is very clear that the the Lions coaching staff and the Lions medical staff don't think DeAndre Swift is healthy. He played ten snaps last week. Like that is that's nothing. Like that's uh, that's not that's not even ten touches. Ten snaps. And I know when he's into they give him the ball and he's effective. And they get fifty yards in those ten snaps, but. Jamal Williams had 24 carries last week. I know they were leading the Packers, but and he's not. I mean, he's 24 for 81, so he's not great. But when he plays a lot, he usually scores touchdowns. He has four multi-touchdown games this year. Um, I think this is a game that's going to be back and forth a little bit. Uh, you know, it depends. the game script could mess him up if the uh, you know, if the Bears get out to a lead and Fields is rolling, maybe he's a little bit of a problem. But I think that he's just the guy right now, and he's the goal line guy. At 5,900, I think he's the one player in here that I think I could see myself going towards just based on, based on usage, based on the fact that I think Swift Swift is uh, I think Swift is pretty much not gonna play anywhere near uh even halftime snaps for a while. I think that you know if he, if you're if you're playing 10 snaps, it's a pretty good sign you're nowhere near being ready.
2: Uh yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with that actually. And um, by the way, if you're gonna play Gender
1: Swift ten snaps, just sit him and let him get healthy. Like I think playing yeah, 10 snaps is stupid.
2: Yeah, I pretty much, I agree. Um, but you know, I guess one thing it does is makes people not want to play Jamal Williams as much. It does, yeah. You know, um, forget, you know, and everybody listening, forget everything I said about Daryl Henderson. I'm not playing Daryl Henderson this week. Um, <laughs> I, you, I I would play Jamal Williams, though. Yeah, you, everything you said makes perfect sense. And the Bears have actually been pretty bad against the run this year for, for the most part, like one of the worst teams in the league. And you mentioned Jamal Williams gets all the goal line stuff. Um, I'm just thinking thinking of what I'm going to do and I've been talking about bear stacks and having Amon Ra as a run back. Well, I mean, why wouldn't I just change some of those to Jamal Williams? So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you talked about Williams.
1: Uh, so let, let's jump into uh receivers. Uh, but first note for our sponsor at monkey knife fight football is officially back on monkey knife fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On monkey knife fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win daily fantasy player props. Join now at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to one hundred dollars. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. So Ryan, we've talked about uh, the expensive receivers. We've teased a bunch. There are a lot of guys over eight thousand. Tyreek is ninety one hundred. Cooper Cup nine thousand. Justin Jefferson eighty eight hundred. Devontae Adams eighty seven hundred. Stephon Diggs eighty three hundred. DeAndre Hopkins at eight thousand. Um, so we've talked a lot about it and how many guys there are. What uh, who are you going to play in this range? Obviously, it depends who you stack and all that. But uh, do you have a favorite receiver in the in this uh, in this really popular uh, group of studs?
2: Uh, it's tough to say favorite, but kind of. I guess I'll just tell you how I narrowed it down. I mean, starting at the bottom with Hopkins, um, just going to cross him off in that low total matchup against Jalen Ramsey. Um, going up to Diggs, I don't want to play him with Case Keenum. Um, Jefferson across in that same game, I guess I'm just going to be off that game. Um, You know, I'm not Jefferson could obviously smash, but um, I kind of think that game might be a little slower with Keenum. And I don't know if Jefferson has a huge ceiling in that spot. The Bills defense is usually pretty good against the pass. Um, So that leaves Tyreek Cup and Devontae Adams. Adams is a tough one um, because, you know, we mentioned that Renfro and Waller are out. So Adams looks pretty good. Um, You know, I'm just not sure I want to play Derek Carr. And I think, I guess maybe I could one-off Adams, but I think that stack is going to be, I guess more popular than it should be like Carr Adams and either Hollins or Moreau and I'm not saying it's a bad stack like I, I I considered it and I'm still sort of considering it but I just I think I'm gonna be off that um so that leaves Tyreek in Cup um probably the best two receivers Tyreek big salary bump on Tyreek first time he's been over 9k um yep. we've spoke about that game though as arguably our favorite game uh the browns allow big plays uh the dolphins are a big play you know explosive offense so yeah i'm gonna be on tyreek i think for the most part but i do like cooper cup only if stafford plays obviously um i guess i i didn't see that stafford i guess appears pretty doubtful yeah uh, he's, in that, he's in that from-
1: concussion protocol as of wednesday and you know with all the uh, with all the tourist stuff i think they have you know they're they're pretty they're pretty okay. strict on on that protocol well, so i uh he's he not he still might play so we, i think we'll, we'll I obviously mean, know we'll know on so, sunday but uh yeah
2: yeah though that that would be very easy then i mean i would never play cooper cup if if stafford wasn't playing i mean you just not at, can't not at nine thousand. That. that's for sure no not at nine thousand. you just can't do that so that would be nice actually. Then I guess Tyreek and maybe Devonte Adams, uh, unless, I don't know, maybe, what do you think? Uh, you probably have, I don't you know. Are, I, I was thinking
1: you might like Jefferson, but I, I don't know. You broke, you broke that down really well. So I won't, I won't go too much deeper. You broke that down by guy really well. Uh, mine would be, uh, I agree. I just probably would go Jefferson for Adams. I, I'd go, I'd go Hill and, and, and Jefferson. I just think that Uh, If you look at the Bills, they are pretty good, but they've been pretty average against wide receiver ones, and Jefferson is obviously that. Uh, Another 13 targets last week, seven for 115, finally got in the end zone again. We both called Jefferson and Hill touchdowns last week for the first time in a long time. They did both score. Uh, Jefferson has 98 yards and five straight. I think that Buffalo is going to – I think Buffalo's going to score enough to make this a game where, where Jefferson's going to have to be involved. I think that Case Keenum in that offense I think will be okay. I'm not – again, not playing him, not thinking they're going to go off. But I think there'll be enough scoring that I think, uh, I think Minnesota's going to have to throw the ball a little bit. So give me uh, give me Jefferson over Adams and over Cup. But Tyreek, my top play here. he's the most expensive one for a reason. He has 140 yards five times this year. That is a crazy number. Only Justin Jefferson has more than two in the entire final. He has three. Nobody else has more than two. Uh, Tyreek has five. The targets are everywhere. He finally got in the end zone last week. Cleveland is bottom five in yards per catch to wide receivers. I think this game's going to go going to go over the total. I think it's a great shootout game. And you know, I just it, it, Tyreek just seems um, I think going to be the most popular in this range. But he's 9100, so he's not going to be that popular. So, I, but I think he sticks out and give me uh, give me Jefferson second. Um, and then, yeah, as we go lower in receivers, like we've got, we got Jalen Waddle kind of by himself in this range, 6, every 600. Again, if you're playing Tua, no problem with Waddle for me. Another good game last week, 5 for 85 on seven targets. Almost a huge game, too. Tua underthrew a, what should have been like a 65-yard touchdown pass. Like, if it's two yards deeper, Waddle has a massive, massive game. And, that, again, we talked about it enough with, with this game. Great matchup, great game script, 85 yards and four straight. So, I think Waddle's very playable. But – Talk to me about the mid-range of wide receiver. Say 5000 7000 I think there's a lot of choices in here. We're going to need some choices here this week because there are not a lot of running backs to play in this price range. You have to pay up at running backs. So uh, who do you like in this range? We've talked about Amon Ra. We've talked about Amari Cooper. Uh, so we, I guess we don't need to talk about them again. But who else do you like in this range?
2: Yeah, uh, obviously love Amon Ra and Cooper. Um, yeah. One thing about Waddle, I think Waddle is a – a great option this week um, from a from a leverage perspective. Um, he's the only guy in that seven K range, kind of a dead range, and he's going to be less popular than Tyreek Hill, um, less popular than some of these other guys. Um, it's a, it's it's a price increase for Waddle as well. This is the most expensive we've ever seen him. People just aren't going to want to click that name at that price. Um, so I think great leverage option. Um, looking below at some of the guys we haven't talked about as much. Uh, juju would be my next favorite to answer your question um i just think that's going to be a good game environment and juju's been great um 18 plus fantasy points in three straight weeks lots of targets um at least eight targets in five out of the last six weeks like if you're getting eight targets a week or more from patrick mahomes that's pretty good for for fantasy football you know um so yeah i like juju uh what about you
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it, you make a good point. It's hard to get away from from Juju. Just, it just I, I worry a little bit because the volume is just so insane with them. That like the reason he has so many targets because Mahomes threw the ball sixty eight times last week. But you look at yeah. last three weeks five for one thirteen, seven for one twenty four, ten for eighty eight. Your point about getting targets from Mahomes is the whole key of this whole thing. That was a great point. Uh, the Jags are not great against slot receivers too, so that even even boosts them up a little bit. Uh, I just. It's hard to get away from him at 6,000 in that offense, but I I like Chris Olave at 6,800 against Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh is allowing the most points per game to opponent wide receiver ones on the season. So we always talk about Pittsburgh at defense, but they've been thrashed by wide receiver ones this year. He was six for 71 on nine targets on Monday night. I just think he's their only guy, and I think he's really talented and skilled. So uh, I like him a lot this week, and I don't think he'll be that popular stuck between St. Brown and and, and Cooper on on the price list. So I think that he kind of slides through. as like, I just can't get to him because I'm going to play or I'm going to play Cooper. Uh, it's hard for people to get to a lobby at 6800 I also like Christian Kirk again uh, he was really good for us last week we Talk about how much we liked him we felt underpriced last week at 5500 he had uh, 76 yards and a touchdown on nine targets I just I, I think he's a great run back in this game Kansas City's gonna score is gonna have to throw the ball 5900 gets 31% of his, t- of his team targets last week so I just I think Kirk is a really nice play if you need to save some money at 5900 also Uh, I want to ask you, what are you doing with the Pittsburgh receivers? Are you playing either of these guys? Deontay Johnson is down to 5,800, under 6,000. It's been a really weird year for him. He has not – he hasn't topped 60 yards since week three, but the targets are still huge, just bad targets. Has not scored a touchdown in the year, Ryan. Deontay Johnson has not been the end zone. We're at week 10. Um, and then we got wow. George George Pickens at 5,000. I think people have been talking about him this week with Chase Cable getting traded. Uh, brutal game his last game out, though. They Before the bye, uh, Goose Egg on three targets. A lot of people, some people played him that week, too. I know season-long leagues, he was, uh, he was in a lot of lives for the zero points. You talked about Mooney at 5,500, so he's in this range, too. But either Pittsburgh receiver, do you find yourself uh, moving to them?
2: Yeah, I kind of like Pickens. I, I I think just as far as Pickens versus – Deontay I mean you nailed it it just it feels like Pickens has a higher ceiling I think um, so too and for $800 cheaper I yeah I, I think that's where I go and you know what it actually makes sense because you sort of you convinced me again about Alave um, so that's that's an interesting little mini stack right there um, and I, that's the biggest reason why I like doing this podcast you you, you turn me on to things that You know, you can only look at so much, and there's spots that sort of are just blind spots or maybe you don't look at. And, yeah, that spot for Olave looks really nice. You know, I was planning on playing Kamara in some lineups. I cannot play Kamara and play Olave instead. If I do that, then maybe you use a guy like Pickens. As you mentioned, that spot's not going to be very very popular. So both those guys can probably
1: offer a little bit of leverage. Um, Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And since we're talking about games in Chicago and Pittsburgh, it goes without saying this is a time of year where definitely check the weather report on Sunday morning. You know, obviously a lot of these plays uh, could get, could get different if, it, if suddenly you get, I don't really worry about that much about weather, but if you get a lot of wind. I worry about that. Obviously a lot of rain. You, you worry about that too a little bit, but uh, mostly for me, it's wind in the passing game. So make sure we're time of year, we're just a general warning. We're in November. Make sure you check weather. on so kind of those, those East coast and North um, outside games. Uh, what about uh, cheap receivers? Uh, we've talked about McCole Hardman. It sounds like he's a little banged up this week. He's forty five hundred. Uh, we've talked about a couple other names that you mentioned: Zay Jones. You're we talking about your Kansas City stack. Mac Hollins is going to be popular this week. Forty two hundred with Waller and uh, and rent the and the IR. Is there anybody else down here aside from uh, say Zay and Mac Hollins that you find yourself uh, kind of moving towards?
2: Yeah, um, a, a few guys actually. Um, we briefly mentioned. Donovan people's Jones. Um, I like, that one. I like him. Yeah. Here's an interesting stat. He's caught a 37 yard pass in three straight weeks. Um, so <laughs> that's,
1: uh, that's, that's, that's definitely an interesting one. That's, you don't get that right. Yeah.
2: You know, we know that people's Jones is a deep threat and for 4,300 really all it takes is a 50 yard touchdown. Uh, so I definitely like people's Jones, uh, along, you know, paired with Tyreek Hill, if you're not going to use Amari Cooper. Um, and then one other guy that might sort of get forgotten about this week after he was really popular the last time. And that's Wandale Robinson. Uh, he really let me down. Uh, maybe you two, two, two weeks ago, uh, I was in some good spots and all of my lineups, all of my important lineups had Wandale and he put up three and a half fantasy points, but this is a pretty good spot. Um, he's, you know, sort of their number one wide receiver promising rookie home against the Texans and not going to be really popular with all these other guys that we mentioned. So I don't mind that either. Um, Who sticks out for you?
1: Yeah, it was people's Jones for me just in this game. I think it's a really nice, cheap piece of this game at 4,300. 15 targets last three games on a lot of snaps. You know, we talk a lot about when we get someone down here cheap, you know, you're hoping for a big play. But most more than anything, I want my guy to be on the field all the time. And he's played uh, he's played a lot of snaps, 70-plus yards in three straight games. No touchdowns either. So maybe we can, uh, maybe we can get him in the end zone. Uh, obviously, Hollins. I do like the I, I do like the Wandell call too. You mentioned that uh, you know doing the podcast helps you uh, get some new names. Helps me also. I think I kind of forgotten about uh, about Wandell, but uh, I do like. Uh, I, I mentioned it earlier. I like the the Giants Texans game to go over um, forty seven hundred for Wandale, I think I think works really well. I think he's going to become a big piece of their offense in the second half, and they just they need big pieces. I mean they're they're still relying on Darius Slayton, and uh, you know obviously Saquon is really good, but they need someone to catch passes and. Um, Wandale's a guy who does have a legit ceiling at 4,700. I think that plays well, really. and I like him coming out of the bye too. I think that uh, you know you like to think that their offensive coordinator room uh, during the bye week figured out ways to get uh, get their you know their most dynamic receiver the ball in his hands in, in the in the second half. So I, I really like a guy like that coming out. Of the bye. I like rookies coming out of the bye too. I think that you know you kind of build in that first half, and then maybe you get to they're, they're trying to try, try and you know scheme ways to get him the ball. So I do uh, I do like that play. It's a really good call from you. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna move to some Wandale in some of these lineups too.
2: Great points. Yeah, I actually. Sorry, sorry. I have one other guy. Um, yeah, go for this it. This range is this range is actually kind of loaded. I have to bring this guy up because I will actually roster him. Um, and that's Khalif Raymond. And that's if oh. if Jamal Reynolds is out. I think we got a little bit unlucky last week with Khalif Raymond just because Goff only had to throw the ball twenty six times. It wasn't uh, the script that it could have been. But if if Jamal Reynolds is out, and I mentioned Jonathan Josh, anymore, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, sorry. If Josh Reynolds is out and no Hawkinson, you know, that's cheap for a guy that has big play upside. We've seen Raymond catch plenty of deep balls. And if he's going to be on the field all the time, like you just mentioned, we want these guys to be on the field. Um, I mentioned that I'm going to be playing fields, So it would just make sense for me to play fields with uh, Khalif Raymond. So I had to bring that
1: up. To your point on Raymond, I'm, he's played ninety four percent of the team dropbacks in the last four games. So uh, I think you mentioned on the field a lot can hit a big play. Uh, I did have him noted in here, so that's, I'm glad you brought him up. Forty four hundred, another cheap piece of a high scoring game. Uh, I've actually got a heart out here. I got to jump in like five minutes, so we're gonna go tight end really yeah. quick. We're gonna tight mm-hmm. end really quick. We've talked about Kelsey at seven hundred. I think obviously the the standout play here, but obviously really expensive. Um, down in the cheaper range, I'm just gonna give you three names that I like, and I think probably I'll be playing on most of my teams. Um, you mentioned Moreau, so I'm not going to bring him up, but Pat, Pat Fryermuth at 4,200, 16 targets last two weeks. I think the price is really nice here. Still, um, eight, eight for 75 and 457 last two weeks. Dalton Schultz, I actually still like when Dak Prescott plays and will play this week. He has 12 targets last two weeks. Green Bay has been really good against tight ends this year. So a little, a little muted there, but I think 3,800 is a good price for Schultz. And Greg Dulcich at 3,400 with uh, Denver. This Denver-Tennessee uh, game is just disgusting. It's horrible. We haven't even talked about it very much at all from, aside from Derrick Henry. But last three game, or the first three games Dulcich has played on the year, two for 44 and a touchdown, six for 51, four for 87. He ran around on 90% of Denver dropbacks last week before the bye. I think that Dulcich is going to be the guy coming out of the bye. I think he's going to play a lot. I think he'll see some plays. And they get 3,400. Um, he, he does enough to get there at the price.
2: Yep. We can go through this quickly. I don't have much to add to that. Dulcich is the guy that I was going to mention. Foster Moreau is going to be the chalk in cash games. So, you know, if news stands the way it is, just play Foster Moreau in cash games. Um, The one, the last thing I'll mention, we've talked about Dolphin stacks. Um, Mike Gasicki is is playable. Um, I think some people might think he's not playable just because you see two targets last week. You see these. I don't know, four point game, four, four points, five points, one point. Um, but he can see seven targets and catch a few touchdowns and he could easily do what Cole Komet did last week. And yep. I, I'm, I'm more so reminding myself this because we're going to play these other tight ends in this range and they can all score, you know, eight points that happens all the time. And Kosicki yep. could easily score 18. So if you're stacking that game, like it makes a lot of sense to put him in there with Tyreek into a,
1: yeah, that's a good point. You talked about the low-scoring games, We just have three touchdowns the last four weeks. So they do – when you get to the red zone, they do sometimes uh, look for Gusecki. Uh I think that's tight ends. I mean, I there's, those are the names you're going to play. And then, if obviously, if you go up, I think you just go to Kelsey. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's played really well last week, nine targets, 70 yards, but he's 5,300. He played a lot, though. So if you wanted to get there, but I just – he's a little pricey for me. I think I would I would drop down to the cheaper guys. Uh, real quick on defense, uh, we gotta, we got to play one. Uh, we got to talk about them. Um, I have two or three that I like this week, but uh, who do you like on defense this week? Real quick, because I do have to jump, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, for cash games, people are going to be looking at the $2,700 Arizona Cardinals um, at yep. the Rams. That, yep. that will be the chalk if Stafford's out, so you just go so, there. Um, some people will go all the way down to the Vikings, and that's yep. fine too, especially if Josh Allen's out. So you just play one of those defenses in
1: cash games. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I had those are the two that I had listed. I had I had Arizona twenty seven hundred, especially if no staffer, and then Vikings. I think people will just be like, I'm just going to play someone against a backup quarterback and call it a day at, at mid price at twenty two hundred. You can save a lot of money there. The only other one that I will mention, and probably my favorite one, I really like Tennessee at thirty two hundred. Denver has allowed. Three plus sacks. Usually I say multi sacks with my stats. They've allowed three sacks or more in six of their last seven games. Russell Wilson is taking a ton of sacks. Um, so I do think Tennessee will get after him a little bit. I think that, uh, you know, it's a low scoring game. You know, with low scoring comes a lot of defense. They, uh, I just, I think that that game gets weird. And you look at Tennessee stacks, you know, or sacks Denver gives up so many but Tennessee has four three 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 the last five weeks like that's what uh it's 16 sacks the last five weeks if I'm doing my really quick math well um I just think anytime you give me a game where one team's getting a lot of sacks once he's giving up a lot of sacks I like sacks turn into big plays Russell can make some mistakes um so I think everybody's gonna have Arizona I think I'm gonna pay up a little bit to Tennessee at thirty two hundred. I think that's when we go with my main defense
2: well, that's a perfect way to end the podcast because I've made a few lineups already, and on only one lineup did I use a defense over the Arizona Cardinals, and that
1: was the Titans. Beautiful. Yeah, I think it stuck out to me as three pretty obvious plays. Even the most expensive defense this week, I don't fully love, so I think it's a, it's a week where I'm going to play either go all the way down, go middle down, or go kind of upper down with, uh, with Tennessee at 3200, so... Ryan, I appreciate uh, appreciate you jumping on as always, and we appreciate everybody listening to the Road War Fancy Football Podcast. Sorry, I rushed through uh, defense a little bit there. I do have to jump real quick, but uh, appreciate everybody listening. Thanks to No House Advantage for their sponsorship all year on the uh, on the podcast. We really appreciate that. Uh, other than that, we'll be at, at you uh, next week for Week 11. We, we say the season's flying, but we really are. We're in mid-November now, so uh, – Appreciate everybody listening. Hope everybody has a really good fantasy week. Again, if you have any questions or anything uh, you want to talk about, hit us up on Twitter. Ryan is at, at Ryan Belangi Belongi is B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I am at Scott Jensen. is J-E-N-S-T-A-D. We'll be on there. Uh, you know, as injuries happen, other stuff happens. We'll be uh, we'll be chatting football there. Other than that, I uh, hope everybody has a fantastic week. We'll see you next, next week. Good luck with your lineups and take care.
2: Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.